And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, an emergency podcast? Sure, we can call it that. What's up, everybody? Thursday morning, June 23rd, 2022. We're here in the yard. I'm J.E. Skeets. And joining me, thanks to the power of technology. God, I love technology. We got Tass Mellis. What's up, man? What's up, Skeets? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Good start here. Good start to the week. That's right. Start to the week? It's Thursday, Tass. I mean draft week. Uh, I don't know. I I just mean (laughs) pre-draft. Thursday. (laughs) When you said June 23rd, I was was like, is that right? I know. Is that the right I checked right before I said it. I clicked up in my little (laughs) MacBook date. Is it June 23rd? It is. Yeah, happy draft day to everybody. Hello to the sickos, the stream teamers joining us live right now on YouTube. Uh, Just so everybody knows, JD is traveling somewhere in eastern Canada right now. So this show might take a a little bit longer than normal to get flipped into a podcast on your Apple Podcasts, on your Spotify, wherever you listen to No Dunks, because I think he said he's driving to New Brunswick. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Hopefully so. there's a bridge. <laughs> <It's> an <laughs> hopefully, island. hopefully. Uh, or maybe he's got one of those cool automobiles that turns into like a boat when you just drive into the water. So anyway, we're here live on YouTube. Take a second, like the video, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube, hit that little notification button because you never know over these next couple days or weeks when we'll be going live reacting to something. We used the emergency podcast intro because again, it's sort of an emergency we got a trade to talk about Tass, and then we got a bunch of rumors and then i'm sure we can end with a little uh nba draft day talk because Woj is telling us who's going one two three though vegas seems to disagree with that uh so we'll try and make sense of that but let's start Tass, with your thoughts on the trade that happened on wednesday uh the detroit pistons traded forward jeremy grant to the blazers in return for a 2025 first round draft pick, which comes by way of the Milwaukee Bucks. It's protected one through four. Detroit and Portland, they also did some uh, some swapping here of second round picks for tonight's draft. So that's uh, something to keep your eye on if you're a real sicko and you're looking at who's going in the second round. I'll throw this up for everybody there. You've got them swapping the 36th and the 46th picks again tonight. Pistons also will receive a 2025 second round pick back from the Blazers. And then there's another one in there that sends sends the most favorable 26th second round pick between Portland and New Orleans to Detroit. So um, we expected Tass Jeremy Grant to maybe get moved and we thought the Blazers were in play here. Uh, But... What side of this do you want to start with? Portland acquiring Grant or, you know, what the Pistons are doing here? I guess we can start with Detroit. I'm excited for draft week because we got a trade first off. Even if it, this isn't a blockbuster, I expected the Pistons to be able to get more than a late first round pick for Jeremy Grant. It's a Bucks pick. It's going to be late. 
doesn't matter about those Likely. second second round swaps. Uh, those are filler for potentially another move. And, and I think that's what Troy Weaver and the Pistons are doing here. They are just filling the cupboard because they don't have a lot of star power, a lot of locks that they love uh, on their roster. And, uh, the, you know, they go um, and, and sign Jeremy Grant a couple of years ago to a $20 million contract uh, for three years. And... I don't think he's overpaid by any means, and that's why I thought he'd get more. I think he's a very, very solid guy. But at the same time, what they're getting back, other than that first-round pick, is no salary. It's just cap room. So they have a lot of freedom, a lot of wiggle room to do stuff, whether it's this offseason or next offseason. I think people are saying, well, Christian Wood just got back, uh, just got the Rockets back a very, very similar pick. Isn't Jeremy Grant a better player? Well, the Rockets had to take a lot of salary back, and I think that's what uh, Troy Weaver and the Pistons are doing. They are just setting themselves up for the future. Whether they go and use all that cap room on DeAndre Ayton this offseason, I think there's a possibility of that. I don't think they believe Marvin Bagley is their center for the future. Uh, And and I get into their players because... I don't know what you think about their roster, Skeets, but Cade is obviously a lock, a superstar, not going anywhere. They probably like Sadiq Bey, um, and maybe they like Isaiah Stewart, but other than that, I, I think they're just setting themselves up with all these second-round picks and all these picks uh, for the future, and I, I don't see them necessarily just going and throwing money like they uh, did at Jeremy Grant. So that's the, my take from the Pistons side. Yeah, according to James Edwards III, who's a— the Detroit Pistons uh, beat writer for The Athletic, he says they're heavily expected to be pursuing DeAndre Ayton. And uh, I love the move. I think they should be very aggressive. It sounds like they will be. Whether or not the Suns, you know, keep him uh, to be determined, of course, here uh, over the next little bit. I like that move. Though there are backup plans. They don't have to, like, they have flexibility now. This is what I like about Detroit. Because they don't have to use all that cap space this offseason. Uh I think they should try for Aiton. And then maybe, you know, you strike out there. Do you go for like a Mitchell Robinson sort of type? Uh, sort of a, like a, a, you know, a, a bouncy big um, that can do work on the glass and give you a little defense, stuff like that. But they could, if they want to, if they, let's say they, let's say like Brunson's off the table and Aiton's off the table and really they don't really get anyone of note. They could do this whole thing where they just take on bad contracts and collect more assets and really just slow play this with Cade, Bay, and uh, Isaiah Stewart. You know, that's not a bad plan either. So they can go a couple directions here. It also, like, let's not forget, they do have the number five pick tonight. I'm assuming they're keeping that at this point. Uh, And you move Grant, does that mean they're pretty confident they're getting uh, Keegan Murray at number five? You know, if if it goes the way we think it might, if Ivy goes four, do they go Benedict Benedict uh, Matherin? I guess they could too as well. But I like this. I like this play here from the Pistons because they signed Grant, not to an insane contract, and this guy's coming up for an extension. And they say, well, he's not really going to pair with our young talent here. So let's get something now. Could they have gotten more? I think a lot of people were a little confused when this dropped right yesterday. Task like people were like, what? That's it. That's all they're getting for a 20-point-per-game score? A 2025 first-round pick by way of the Bucks. Like, is Giannis still on the team? Like you said, it's if Giannis is playing, well, it's likely going to be a very low first-round pick. And a lot of people thought they probably could have got a lottery pick. And maybe they could have at the deadline, right, uh, last year. Then again, maybe 
because of the extension that Grant's coming up against, teams are like, no, they're not that interested in giving uh, a lottery pick or two first-round picks or something like that. So um, this is Troy Weaver making moves, though, and I like it from Detroit's side of things a lot. But it's also a little bit TBD on what they do with the cap space. I mean, cap space ain't putting up 20 points per game for you and right. playing a little defense. So Yeah, but a couple of years ago they said, well, we're going to try and uh... – expedite our process here and go get Jeremy Grant and try and be a good team. That obviously didn't work. They're still a, a horrendous team. Uh, now they have the flexibility that a lot of teams don't have right now. Even though it's not a great free agent crop, they have the f- flexibility to, like you said, take on some bad contracts. Maybe yep. maybe fill the cupboard up a little bit more. Uh, I mean, they're just a losing team the last couple years. And now they're likely to be a continue to be a, a losing team. But they still have... Uh, flexibility and yeah they could use that cap space for a young star to pair with Kate whether it's Aiton uh, or whether it's next offseason from the Blazers side listen I, I, I do like Jeremy Grant as a complimentary player mm-hmm. and it seems like putting wings who can really defend around Damian Lillard makes a lot of sense but this little stepping stone, even if they didn't give up much, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a great team next year. I mean, it's right. It's the West is tough sledding. If just look at last year's you know, playoff bracket, it's those teams plus the teams deeper in in the West are still going to be great. So are the Blazers going to be able to contend with the, the top six, top eight of the Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors, Jazz? Um, I miss the Mavs Nuggets still have an MVP the Wolves the Pelicans the Lakers are going to come on that's just that's a lot for for a team now that is led by Damian Lillard Jamie Grant's their second best player and then I mean Anthony Simons I guess you could throw as your second best player and then a lot of role players and listen I'm a Justice Winslow guy I'm an Eric Bledsoe guy uh, and Josh Hart and all that but it's that's going to be tough it's going to be tough for them I I assume they still want to make uh, another move, and I know there's lots of rumors about the Blazers out there. Yeah, you're right. The core right now, Lillard, Simons, Hart, now Grant, what are they doing with Nurkic? I mean, is he going to be continuing to play for them? Are they going to sign him? What type of deal is he looking at? Who's their center if they don't? I agree with you. That doesn't scream to me like, well, that's a that's obviously a top-five team in the West. No way. That's a team like still... Even with full game time, probably like scrapping and clawing to uh, to get into the playoffs. Now that's fine though. They th- this is the direction they're going, right? Otherwise, they're blowing it up and they're trading Damian Lillard, and you're just like full on rebuild. But they think at his age and him coming back from injury. I mean, he only played what like 30 games last year. We barely saw him, and they shut everybody down and totally tanked their way to the number seven pick here. They're like, well, we want to be competitive still. So. Good move getting Grant. I mean, he's a good player, like we said. Definitely better in a secondary, third-type role than being, like, your main guy. Um, and they didn't give up a ton to get him. No. I mean, it's at least it's not two first-round picks like they did for Covington back in the day. This is one future pick. Like, it's a who knows. You never know. Giannis gets injured that year, and it's suddenly, like, a juicy, you know, top-ten pick. It could be, but it's probably not going to be. So... They take the flyer. Now they'll probably just have to pay Grant. You know, what's the extension? Like four years, 120-ish? Is that right? 112? Something like 112, I guess, is the extension. Oops. Six months after the trade here is finalized is a possibility. I don't they, didn't, they didn't have to give up number seven. And that's what right. they tanked all year for. And uh, that's 
that's yeah what Joe Cronin is uh, using tonight as a potential trade chip, I, I guess, because mm-hmm. like you said, with Dame at his age, at 32, I believe, and, and Jeremy Grant now at 28, uh, and, and Simons. Um, I mean, that's it's it's a whole lot of Simons and, and a draft pick, you know, on one timeline, and Lillard and Grant, the oldies, who are easily you know your your top two. Uh, listen, I, I, it's just it's just like it's split. It's it's this uh, two forks in the road that they could go, and and yeah, Simons can complement um, those two. You know, Lillard and, and and Grant is an incredible scorer, but it's like I don't know. It's like you've got an all defensive sort of uh, wing set with Jeremy Grant and Justice Winslow, uh, and then you've got this all offensive guard rotation with Simons and Lillard. It's it's it's. I just still don't think it's good enough. Even though, yeah, it's a definitely a step in the right direction. And I'm a, I'm a big Grant fan. I, I do think he can be a player on a winning team. I don't think he's a Jerome James that had one good playoff run with the, the Nuggets in the bubble. I think he's way better than that. Yeah, I think if you dislike this from the Blazers side of things, it's because, it, yeah, you're like, okay, it made him a little bit better, but not enough better. But again, I think the only way for them to like, completely change the trajectory of their team is to trade Damian Lillard. And if you're not doing that, then you need to make at least moves like this to bring in more talent, a guy that can play, uh, that can play some defense too. That's a whole other part of this. Like, let's get a guy. I mean, that was supposed to be Covington and everybody was just saying, well, Covington's, yeah, he's not really like a lockdown defender. He's good in the system. He's a decent help guy, but he's like, you're not throwing him on like an elite wing and saying, all right, shut him down. Grant, is a little bit more like that. Um, I don't think he gets sort of uh, still the respect across the league for being the defender he is uh, as sort of like a one-on-one guy. But maybe he will now sort of under the brighter lights of Portland if they can surprise people. I, I like it because I didn't give up a ton. Um, no. And if that and if their direction is we're keeping Lillard, which is, to me is what they're saying, of course, then you got to just add better guys. Sure. And they did for a pick, really. But they're still not good enough defensively either, right? Uh well, they're like, better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're better. No, they're better. They they made a step in the right direction. Uh, I, it's it's yeah. I, I know Dame said after his abdomen injury that he is going to be the best Damian Lillard he he has ever been in his career. The, these few months off, uh, where he you know could have technically come back, uh, but he was playing smart for I think both him and the franchise. I'm sure he feels ridiculously fresh. They got the best pick that they possibly could get. Uh, but you know he's not getting younger. Uh, I, I I just seeing them stacked up against the rest of the West. It, even though yeah. Dame can lift you to a playoff spot, it's still going to be tough with this roster. So yeah, yeah we're talking here Thursday, June twenty third. I think that's the date uh, at nine eighteen Eastern AM. The things could be very different twenty four hours from now. But if if it's the number seven pick joining. Jeremy Grant and Damian Lillard and, and and Bledsoe and Winslow and yeah like you said Nurk who is a question mark and right. he's not obviously getting younger and he wasn't part of a great defense last year I don't see them uh, better than a play in tournament team yeah. and yeah. then it's still hard yeah um, well let's uh, spin into that rumor then here um, and we'll move with a little pace because I can hear my dog Luna puking all over the living room right now. This is uh, we had a rough night here in the household, Tess. Uh oh. Yeah, it was bad. One thirty in the morning, she jumped off the bed, and when she jumps off the bed late at night, that means something's wrong. And uh, the puking occurred, and it's continuing here this morning. So this is nuts. I could just hear her like barfing her lungs. So. <laughs> 
Now she's embarrassed. She doesn't want to show her face. Okay, so the Blazers. This one from Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports. And this involves our Raptors, so let's break it down. Uh, they're very interested in acquiring OG Ananobi. And by all accounts, if they were to do so, it would take the number seven pick in tonight's draft. And, uh, you know, let's uh, maybe a heart or uh, some more, obviously, uh, some money going back to uh, the to the Raptors to make it happen. They don't have any space there to just fold him in. Um, what do you think of this? Uh, it sounds like you like the concept from the Blazers side of things because you want them to keep doing things. But do you believe this is at all happening here that uh, Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster would be like, okay, yeah, we'll move OG off for that number seven pick because they see somebody they really want? Maybe Luna heard about this this uh, rumor. And she's just puking. She doesn't like it <laughs> from, from any side. Um, at least she got off the bed, you know? Oh, that's, smart that's dog. Nice. Smart dog. Uh, but I'm, a, I'm literally, there's landmines out in this room and the other room right now. I mean, she did it like five times while you were talking, setting up the trade. Oh, boy. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right. Well, let's move. Uh, so OG, it's hard. It's hard to trade one of your babies, you know, I, I, if I'm from the rap, if it's from the Raptors perspective, you got to be filling a need and I don't think Masai Ujiri, you know, w- would hold off on trading OG Ananobi, even though you know he's one of his guys. If if he was able to trade for a need, and what are the Raptors' needs? Well, they've got six nine wings all over the place. Really, I I know everybody talks about getting a center that can defend the rim, but I also think that if it was Anthony Simons coming back as a as a scoring point guard, I mean that would that would alleviate so much pressure from Van Vliet and Siakam and. And then you've got Barnes, and then you've got a real team. Yeah, you need a center as well. But at the same time, that's if I'm Masai Ujiri, it's harder to fill that that point guard spot than it is a center who can defend the rim. So I, I, I kind of start thinking if if this is going to happen, that Masai would be looking at Simons. Now I don't know if the Blazers are are willing to do that. Uh, I don't. I don't. And, and then they also have that center need, and so maybe they're really high on Jalen Duran in this draft from Memphis. Uh, at at the center spot, maybe, um, but I don't I don't see Masai going that young uh, at this point. Mm. It's, it's possible, I guess, but you know you hit a home run last year with Scotty Barnes being well beyond his years. Uh, I don't know if they try and do. I, I don't see OG for the seven happening for for the Raps for the Blazers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> number, uh, number seven. Um, yeah, you trade for. OG is is a really 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 solid player. Now these rumors started because uh, I, I guess OG was sort of unhappy in his role. That's what the rumors were that he was like a uh, you know a secondary or even a tertiary point uh, guard um, you know ball handler I guess. Yeah. Scotty Barnes sort of overpassed him, but do you see do you see any smoke here? Uh. 
It would, okay, the only way this happens here today, tonight, is the Raptors organization, like, are in love with the number seven pick, whoever they think could be there. I don't know who that is. Again, I am not a draft expert, but that, like, they would have to be, like, Masai's, like, you know, like back in the day when it was, you know, they were enamored with Giannis, right? <laughs> the Raptors were, and I, I know the Hawks were one of those teams, too, and then suddenly the Bucks were taking them at 15. It would have to be along those lines of, like, they just love, who is it? You know, is it Sharp? Is it, like you said, um, the the big guy there, what was his, his name? is Duran. Uh, thank you. That's that's the only way this goes down. Because OG was like the trendy pick last year, you remember, like to be most improved. There was a lot of people heading into last season. Oh yeah, this guy, like he's going to take the jump. And he, he did it. Now like he, problem with OG is he never plays a full season. <laughs> like he... You can almost like always put him down for missing, unfortunately, like 20, 25 games, it feels like. Um, he got a little bit better in terms of scoring the ball, like points per game and stuff like that, but he did not take the leap everybody was maybe expecting. You know, the shot sort of uh, cratered a little bit. The three-point shot sort of disappeared a little bit. It came back to earth. He was like a 40% shooter uh, from deep the year prior to that, and, it you know, down to 36. Great defensive player. We all know that. Um, a beast on that end, but I just don't see this. I, I think the Raps... I think they would be very content. Definitely if they could get a center, maybe a little more scoring, like you were saying. But like generally, I think they would be one of these teams in the league that are like, no, we can run this back. Run this back, stay a little healthier, lean into the uh, continuity, and we are a good team uh, for the most part. But I don't know. Like Again, Masai and Bobby Webster could have their eyes on number someone in this draft that they're like, that's, yeah. a, future, that's a future star that we can pair with Scotty Barnes and Siakam, and we're moving OG to make that happen. If that's the case, then sure. But I, I just like, who is that to me? I guess I'm left like scratching my head because all the draft experts say, you know, it's sort of a four or five person draft. And then it's like a he- bunch of question marks. It's like, oh, that guy could hit, that guy could hit, that guy could be a bust. So uh, without really knowing who that is, I just don't think this does happen here today. That's my guess. Right. Yeah. Who knows what's going on in the head of Masai Ujiri? If there is somebody that is... You know, prompting him to to trade in and and, and try and get a, a top ten pick, it's possible, um, but I, I don't think OG is someone that they give up on. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. With the way the league is going, you just got to have as many of those six, seven, six, eight, six, nine wings on your team as possible. And I know they already have two in Siakam and Barnes, and they have other needs. There's no doubt. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, if there's somebody at number seven, like even if they can get seven and trade up to get Jaden Ivy, I think Ivy would be obviously uh, phenomenal, uh, beside Fred mm-hmm. Van Vliet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they'd have to get somebody that is a big part of their starting lineup. I think like a real part of their starting, not some, Oh, wishful thinking a couple of years down the road, this number seven pick materializes. They want to be good. Now Siakam is good. Now Fred is great now. And so, yeah, unless Masai knows something that the, the draft experts aren't seeing, unless let's say he can turn him into a star right away, that number seven pick or trade that number seven pick into something else. Then right. I don't see it happening because OG too. Let's not forget. He is like on a really, really friendly contract. Um, like he's locked up here for a couple of years. He's like going to be making 17 million. And then like, it goes up a little bit, 18 million. Then it's doesn't even, I don't even think get to 20 million. So like, I think the final year is the team option if I remember correctly. So that's, I mean, that's a good, 
when he plays, he's damn good. I mean, my, that's my only concern with him is that there's a lot of times that he misses uh, for weird injuries. And that was his whole knock coming out of the draft, remember? That's why teams were avoiding him. It's like, this guy has all these weird injuries that he's picked up over the years. And uh, that's like scared a lot of teams away, I think. But he is a really good player. It all comes down to what Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster know about this draft to me, and that's it. Uh, but I'll, I will, uh, I guess I'll go on record saying I think he's still playing for the Raptors at the start of next season, uh, and I think this is the Blazers' wishful thinking on the backs of the rumors that OG is maybe not happy in his role, and I'm not even sure how much I believe that because it feels like sort of the Raptors' brass have sort of shot that down too when they've had a chance to talk to the media. Um, final big piece of news here, or rumor, that's swirling. This one. I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts, Tass. It involves the Spurs and the Hawks, apparently this is from Jake Fisher at Bleach Report, discussing a deal around DeJounte Murray for John Collins. And the Spurs have told interested teams, look, DeJounte Murray is available. We're interested, possibly, in moving him. But it would take, quote, a Drew Holiday-like package to get uh, DeJounte Murray off the Spurs' hands. So it wouldn't just be Collins for Murray here. It would be, in theory, uh, a ton of picks. Um, but what do you think of, the, of this rumor with uh, DeJounte Murray just being even possibly available for the right price? Do you buy it? Maybe this is a new era in the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I, I Listen, DeJounte Murray, yeah, it would have to be a, a huge package, this this rumor of just John Collins from the Hawks doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, DeJounte Murray is further along in his development than John Collins. He was just a freaking all-star. But, it, it, yeah, this it doesn't sound like the Spurs to just trade their best player. It doesn't sound like them. But I, I think why, why I say maybe this is a new era of the Spurs, maybe they are talking to people. And, and they made a trade at the trade deadline. That doesn't usually happen with the San Antonio Spurs. I just think that they're maybe talking, and when somebody hears that somebody's talking, well, that's a rumor, baby. That's that that generates the the smoke. But I don't think that uh, Dejounte Murray is going anywhere. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. Trade your best player for what? I mean, it would have to be a huge package back, and it would have to have, I think, a very good player back coming back as well because he is their best player. By far, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So, a couple things here, just in case you forgot the Drew Holiday type package. Well, when the Bucks added Holiday, it took them Eric Bledsoe's contract, George Hill, three future first round picks, three, and then two additional draft pick swaps. So, a lot of draft capital there. So, I guess that's in theory what the Spurs would want. Call it. Two or three first-round picks and probably a couple swaps, um, which is, of course, a lot. But according to Fisher Tass, he says there's this weird sense among NBA executives that San Antonio, they're, like, they're open to an extended rebuild and that maybe they're like a little worried of Murray's inevitable expensive contract extension, which is mm-hmm. like, it's not like, it's not around the corner. But it's like around the block, right? He's got a he's currently a four year, sixty four million dollar deal. I mean, what a deal! That's set to expire in twenty twenty four, and then he's probably looking at a with these type of numbers. The guy is flirting with a triple double on a season. He gives you defense. That's like max money right there, of course. Yeah. So that's the that's the concern, I guess that they <laughs> that they don't want to be the ones to eventually pay that. Uh, that's uh, yeah, I don't know. But why not? 
Why wouldn't you pay him when I, I get, uh, yeah, you, you want to rebuild, but you got to pay somebody and why not pay an all-star? They, they really have nobody on their roster that's shown anything close to, I mean, they have guards. Yeah, Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell has been solid. Mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker has not uh, been impressive enough. I mean, he can barely start on this team. Who do they have that they wouldn't pay DeJounte Murray max money? It doesn't doesn't make sense to me at all, really. Unless they think that because there's not enough talent around DeJounte Murray that they've just got to start from scratch, that even if you sign 26-year-old, soon-to-be 26-year-old DeJounte Murray to a max contract, that they're not going to be good enough around him because they don't have enough. I mean, Keldon Johnson, I guess, is the other player I didn't mention they hope Josh Primo can be a player but I I feel like that's if this is true that's the concern of the Spurs front office it's less to do really with DeJounte Murray it's like you were saying when you were talking about the Blazers it's them looking at the landscape of the West going even with DeJounte Murray in his prime you know putting up 22 tens and tens every night that ain't gonna cut it here and like they're almost maybe they're like well let's kick the can down the road and like let all these guys, let all these teams battle it out for the three, four, five-year window, and we'll be set up to then sort of uh, flourish hitting on all these potential picks that would be coming our way. That would be the thinking to me because I love DeJounte Murray too. I, like, look, should the Hawks do this? Should the Hawks be, like, if this was real, if you buy this rumor, should the Hawks be super aggressive? Of course, Collins is going to be traded. Like, I'm sure we're going to stop this recording on this podcast and he'll be traded an hour later because um, it sounds like Collins is on the move tonight or on draft day here. But should they really, really go get DeJounte Murray? Do you like the idea of that? If it costs them a lot of picks to pair with Trey Young and let's say DeAndre Hunter as your one, two, three right there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. De- DeJounte beside Trey Young, uh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, that would be phenomenal. Uh, an incredible defensive player, but also a ball handler. Yes. Uh, and yeah, it sure seems like John Collins is going to move, uh, even though he's yeah, a solid player. Yeah, that's. Uh, that would be a great backcourt, but you don't think it's going to happen? No, no, no. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I, that that's even weirder to me. If if the Spurs are trying to blow it up, why trade for a a player who hasn't done as much in his career, like John Collins, compared to Dejounte Murray? It does, even though you know he's sort of on the same timeline as it does. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, the only other thing I can think of with all of this is, uh, you know, this type of uh, report leaking or whatever. Maybe it's the Spurs pushing the narrative. Hey, we're looking to move DeJounte Murray if you got a lot of picks. Like, does it pique the interest of the Knicks or the Wizards, who we know, like, need a guard or some lead guard? Like, wow. Oh, hold on. Murray's available? What? Oh, no. John Collins and picks. No, no, no. Listen to us. We got so-and-so and all these picks, and uh, maybe there's a play there, but... That still goes gets us back to like, why would you want to trade Dejounte Murray? Um, well, yeah, especially that, with the Spurs organization, point. you're right. This is very out of character for them. It feels like. Yeah, well, it's a good point about other teams wanting to make a trade, especially because of the lack of talent in the free agency pool. Yeah, as we we talked about with John Hollinger the other day, it was it was a it was a good take by him that these hours here, as we lead up to draft day, and even you know after draft day before July first, when when free agency starts. There's going to be trades because there's just not a lot of great free agents. If you want to improve your team, you got to do it via trade. So, yeah, John Collins, young, talented guy. DeJounte Murray, an incredibly young, talented guy. 
And so there's going to be rumors around them. There's been rumors around John Collins for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe this is the Hawks, yeah, just trying to cr- increase the package for John Collins. You see, DeJounte, we almost got DeJounte Murray for him. You got to offer something juicy, <laughs> right. though, right? <laughs> right. Uh, because, uh, yeah, it seems like John Collins is, is done in Atlanta. And if you can get DeJounte Murray for him, my goodness. What is John Collins honestly going to be traded for today slash tonight slash tomorrow? I mean, if Jeremy Grant's only going for a first-round pick in 2025 that's protected one through four, uh, I mean, Collins is, would you agree, is like somewhat comparable, I think, to a Grant sort of status in the league. A good, not great player in the right system, you know, you're loving it. For the right amount of money, you're loving it. Uh, you don't want to oh, max, no, you know. So, are, is it? Are we going to see something comparable tonight? Is, does he go for a lottery pick? Probably not at this point. But ooh, uh, yeah, it, it so? all it, it just takes one. It just takes, it takes one. one. It takes one, and it's Collins assigned to a longer deal mm-hmm. that's you know guaranteed money than, than Jeremy Grant. So I think that's the biggest thing. He's a little younger. It, it, I say it just takes one because it takes one team to really believe in Collins sort of being a, a like a number two type complimentary yeah. player. And, and he's, you know, he's still younger and he just wanted his, uh, you know, his, his role to increase. It just takes one executive looking back at the Hawks 2021 run and seeing John Collins work his ass off and be good. It's like Jeremy Grant in, in that sense that he had a really good playoff run and yeah, like we just said, the Knicks or somebody uh, is going to be willing to to pay up for oh, somebody out there because the trades the trades are going to come fast and furious. We're going to be podding. Yeah, I think so too. We're going to be podding a few times. Yeah, Woj even said I know on some sort of like draft preview last night he agreed with Hollinger and said like, you know, buckle up. There's going to be a lot of trades here tonight. This was a big reason why we wanted to jump on here this morning. We weren't planning on doing a podcast, but I feel like. We need to get the Jeremy Grant trade out of the way, some of these rumors out of the way, because I think in the next couple hours and then later tonight, there's going to be so much to talk about. And we will be back uh, tomorrow uh, for a little drop podcast fun, uh, breaking down hopefully all these trades and all of the picks tonight. I will say final thing before I go clean up the uh, dog puke. Um, Woj tweeted at like 8.30 this morning. Like, just what, like, what, what just rolls out of bed, grabs his phone, is like, okay, let's tweet this. Uh, quote, as team boards finalize today, the one, two, three of the NBA draft is increasingly firm per sources. Jabari Smith to Orlando, Chet Holmgren to OKC, and Paolo Bonchero to Houston. Okay. Now, this is fascinating to ask. Not that order. One, two, three. I mean, most people have been saying that's how it's going to go. Gonna go. But have you been, I don't know if you saw last night, and I think even still into this morning, there was a lot of confusion coming from Vegas that Paolo was like the favorite to go number one. And everybody's like going like, what the hell's going on here? Like, that means the Magic are taking him? Does that mean the Rockets are trading up to take him? Um, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on Woj's tweet and what Vegas is doing with these odds and, and what even happens tonight. Now listen, it's a whirlwind out there. 
Uh, I, I don't know. It's too much information for me. I'm starting to think maybe the Blazers. You know, I underestimate Josh Hart. I, I'm, I'm just getting high over here. I'm getting high on all these rumors. I'm starting to think, yeah, Josh Hart, solid defensive player with Damian Lillard. Maybe they can make the postseason with this offensive-defensive dual lineup. Uh, hey, maybe Jaden Ivey goes one. I don't know. There's just uh, what? Wow. It's too. I know. I know. That was. Listen, we had Hollinger thinking that Chet Holmgren would go to the Orlando Magic yeah. at number one. Guess still in play. Uh, yeah, they love their longs, uh, but but Yasham Sharani was was uh, definitely you know leaning towards uh, Jabari Smith going at number one, and Bancaro. I guess he's the one who who ain't going number one. Doesn't feel like he's going. Well, why does Vegas have him at? Like, what's going on there? I yeah, mean, yeah, like yeah. Rob Lopez, I think tweeted this morning. One of two things are are currently happening right now one Jabari Smith is actually going number one and Paolo's betting market is just being inflated and influenced by some sharp gamblers or two Jabari Smith going number one is a huge smokescreen and the gamblers if you want to call them that are the actual insiders and they know that Paolo's going number one to either the magic or again some sort of trade uh maybe involving the Rockets or not like there there definitely could be tonight uh Chris Webber, Penny Hardaway type swap here with with teams at the top. I think that's very much in play. Hollinger said the same thing uh, before the Jeremy Grant trade, but with the uh, Kings and Pistons swapping four or five and all that, I I would bet on that almost at this point happening between these top five or six teams. Some little uh, maneuvering around to get the guy you really want and maybe you get an asset in return, um, whatever team trading down. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and there's yeah the the three bigs are at the top, and you could even see a a Markel Fultz for Jason Tatum, right. like one one through three one for three trade. If you know, you know number two uh, with OKC is set on somebody, but you like one guy, and you can you know pick pick at number three if you're the Magic and, and drop down two slots. It's very possible. Yeah, it's possible. Again, we will break it all down. Tomorrow here on No Dunks, uh, if you're joining us live on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit the like button, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube, hit that notification button too so you know when your boys are going live, because Tess said it, we could have some more emergency podcasts uh, tonight for crying out loud if something really big and juicy goes down, so make sure you're subscribed. Uh, I also said this off the top, but just a little reminder, JD traveling, so this will take a little bit more time than normal to be flipped into a podcast, so uh, you know, if you're if you're waiting on that, thank you for waiting. If you're listening right now, appreciate that. Uh, sorry we couldn't get it up earlier, but uh, the, man's, the man's seeing the beautiful side of Canada, the east side, <laughs> the side I've never seen even, so... Uh, The photos look great from his wife, at least, who's been up there for a little bit. Shout out to Rachel and the boys. Uh, All right, Tassie, great talking to you here, breaking down all these rumors and that Jeremy Grant to the Blazers trade. Thanks to everybody joining us live. We, again, will uh, either see you later tonight or uh, at the very least, we will see you tomorrow morning. Let me just give a little Clipper Bros here. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And uh, remember... Maritime to go look at the rumors. Uh, Maritimes. That's, yeah, that's names. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. That those that's the name. Maritimes are the name of the Canadian provinces on the East Coast. You gotta explain the Canadian jokes. So Maritimes gotta go uh, gotta go look at the rumors. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.
as you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.